Just a reminder, next Saturday night is the Scone Winter Gala. You're not letting me come to the Winter Scone Gala. Marcy, you started a fire in the kitchen. The stovetop is unsalvageable and we don't have it in the budget for a new one. We don't even have a budget. No! What's wrong, Oh no, what happened? All the big decorations have been taken, stolen, I would guess. The minor decorations have been ruined, the tablecloths are in tatters. Pastor Elijah made the church, and Domination made of birch. They hired Liv, a new secretary, after the old and stole money unfairly. Kelly and volunteers messing around the choir, Jonathan doesn't work, yet he's still hired. There's no judgment at the non-denominational, some say things around here get inspirational. Good morning, Olivia. I was summoned here, and so now I'm here. I didn't summon you here. Jonathan, did you summon Marcy? Mm, trust me, I didn't summon Marcy either, because I'd rather summon the devil himself. Is there really a difference? <laughs> <laughs> it was neither of you lowly employees. I was summoned here by Pastor and Elijah. Although, to be fair, they're also lowly employees. Oh, go ahead to pastor's office then. Thank you for not making this a hassle. I just don't care. Um, it's Marcy. Does anyone care? Pastor, I'm in the hallway coming to see you. Marcy, Elijah, and I are in the collaboration space. A collaboration? The last time I did a musical collaboration, I was very unhappy with Steven Tyler's vocals on the track. Marcy, please sit down. My goodness. This feels as serious as the time I had to represent myself in court against my own label. What's going on? Funny you mentioned court. You're being accused of ruining the Scone Winter Gala, and we're taking you to Scone Court. What? Are you as serious as the song Serious by Duran Duran off their album Liberty? Um, yes, question mark. Well, Marcy, we've summoned the three judges of the Scone Court. The Scone Court. Your trial will start in two days at 6 p.m. That's a terrible time to have court. Well, it's easy to forget that everyone works and goes to school except for the Scondies. 6 p.m. is my daily personal singing practice. It's how I stay sharp. Sharp and off-key, I would say. Marcy, this is a serious accusation against you. And if you're found guilty by the Scone Court, You'll be excommunicated from the church. What exactly am I being accused of? Marcy, you know what you did. Is this because I tried to help for the Winter Gala, and then you refused to take my help, and now I'm being blamed for the outcome? I wasn't even there. But knowing this church, the Winter Gala was probably more messed up than Miley Cyrus twerking on stage at the VMAs. Marcy, you stole the decorations, prizes, and food from the Winter Gala. You ruined the entire event. That's preposterous. My posture is fine, thank you. I wasn't even in church that day. I decided to go meditate by myself. Marcy, I've never seen you meditate or use any form of self-reflecting. Haha, <laughs> Elijah, joke's on you. I can reflect on myself. It's hard since I'm so impressive, but it can be done. Jury selection begins in two days. Meanwhile, we can't afford you a real lawyer, but we did find someone willing to defend you in scone court. Well, please tell me that it's Lawyer Larry. He's actually equipped for this miscarriage of justice. Unfortunately, 
lawyer Larry committed a miscarriage of justice and is behind bars for a decade, so your actual lawyer should be here shortly. How dare you talk to my client without me present? Are you saying that Gladys will be defending me? Isn't Gladys better suited for the role of criminal than a lawyer? Hey, I will have you know I have been to court. I mean, um, I've, I've, I've seen court on television many times. So I know how to prepare a defense. Also, no one else in this church wants anything to do with you since you ruined the Winter Gala. Granted, they didn't really want anything to do with you before you ruined the Winter Gala. How much are you being paid, Gladys? We're paying her $20 a day to defend you. Ah, it explains why someone of Gladys's stature is defending me. Relax. I'm going to actually defend you. I have been on the receiving end of a lot of false accusations at this church. So I want to stick it to the man. Poor woman. Well, yes, I suppose woman in this case. This place is pretty judgy for having the mantra of no judgment. You're not guilty anyway, Marcy. Unless you are guilty. You can tell me if you are guilty, Marcy. Not that I care. I, I just, I still get paid anyway. Unfortunately, from this point out, we must cease contact. Elijah and I will be the prosecutors in this trial. You two couldn't prosecute a squirrel for stealing birdseed. Normally I'm not confrontational, but you broke something in me, Marcy. I hope you burn. <gasps> burn what you did into your subconscious and realize that you did a bad thing. Well, that wasn't as threatening as it could have been. Come on, Marcy. We have work to do. Elijah. Pastor. Under normal circumstances, I'd tell you to lower the heat in the church and to have a good day. But since you're my opponents, fuck off. Now come on, Marcy. This is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't steal Christmas. I'm not the Grinch. Yeah, and I didn't steal John Wayne's underwear back in the day. Gladys, I'm serious. Yeah, I am too. I just claimed John Wayne slept in those undies. I got four grand for them. <laughs> they were actually Garfield's. I think I'm being framed and railroaded. I don't need to hear about your sex life. Anyway, I got you another person who's going to defend you in court. Who? Well, over my name, Annabelle, I do not want to defend my step-grandmother. Annabelle, I know you think Marcy is the worst. I happen to think Kid Rock is probably the worst of the worst, but I get it. Marcy's definitely down there. Ever since Marcy married my grandfather, she's been a thorn in my side. A thorn in my side would be an excellent name of a song. Let me write that down. Marcy's so vapid that she isn't even aware I'm talking about her. She makes a terrible wife to her husband, my grandfather. Annabelle, your grandfather is never around. When was the last time you saw him? It was at Christmas. Last year's Christmas? Exactly. You don't even know my grandfather's name. Of course I do. I'm married to the man. His name is Annabelle's grandfather. You see, Gladys? Listen, you little Nancy Drew. If you can help defend Marcy, you'll get a ton of points for your little junior detective league. Yes, a great point, Gladys. What the hell? Where did little Ryan come from? Was he in that cigar lounge with all of his boys drinking whiskey and talking about doing it with all the mistresses? Like my first husband did. Um, no. Miss Gladys, I've been here the whole time. 
My name is Ricky, and I've told you that several times, and I haven't been doing anything mischievous. So, are we defending Marcy? Ricky, Marcy hasn't been anything but rude to us. Why should we help her? It hasn't been all bad. Remember that one time we got to go to Outback Steakhouse? You remember that one time Marcy threw water on the stage and made me slip so she could play the lead in a children's play? Or that time Marcy scared us to Halloween? Or the countless amounts of times she's bullied us? Well, Marcy's not perfect, but she deserves a chance to prove her innocence. Plus, Jesus taught us to forgive is what Jesus would do. I don't even think Jesus would defend Marcy. But fine, we'll help investigate and defend Marcy. <laughs> Plus, you can think of this as like an internship. We'll offer you no real means of payment, but the experience will be worth the while. Good news. I texted Jean Blue and she's coming back to help defend me. I don't know how Jean Blue will help your defense, but we need all the manpower we can get. Even if Jean Blue has the power of a wilted daisy. I can help too. All right, Ryan, how about you help us by getting us snacks while I interview Marcy? Sure. We got some leftover glue somewhere. Ricky! Day one. Jury selection. The time is 5.55 p.m. Pastor and Elijah are sitting at the prosecutor's desk. Marcy, Gladys, Annabelle, and Jean Blue are over at the defense desk. Are you going to narrate this whole trial, Elijah? Well, I'm recording notes because we can't hire a court transcriber, so this will be how we keep things on the record. Well, who is the judge? So, that's the thing. Scone Court has three judges. Three judges? What in the world? Of course this church doesn't do anything right. They're elected by a secret ballot, and we don't know who the judges are until they walk out and sit at the beer pong table. So, if there are three judges, then why do we even need a jury? The three judges ensure that the trial's fair. The six jurors decide guilt. This sounds even more convoluted than the most recent few albums from Alicia Keys. Yo, all rise. I'm the bailiff and I'm about to release the scone judges. Why is Axel the bailiff? I think we need someone bulky and both Garfield and James want to be on the jury. Yikes, shouldn't they be excused from being on the jury then? That sounds like a conflict of interest. Eh, in real court, maybe. Please rise for Judge Carol Ann, Judge Chet, and Judge Marjorie. The overseers of justice are Carol Ann, Chet, and Marjorie. Well, justice is blind, and deaf, and tasteless, and corrupt. Oh, Judge Carol Ann reporting for duty. Yo, I'm here, Judge Chet. Hi, it's me, Marjorie. Oops, I mean Judge Marjorie. It's now time for jury selection. The juror pool includes all active members of the congregation. Axel, can you get the first group of people for jury duty? James, is it true that you were in the war? Absolutely, I was in the war. Then you cannot serve in this jury. <gasps> Why are you prejudicing me? Because Marcy also <sighs> served in the war, and you might show bias to her because of it. <sighs> 613. Gladys accuses James of having potential bias in the jury. Are you really going to whisper in that recorder this whole time? Well, I want to be able to explain the gasps in the background. That's preposterous! Marcy isn't a veteran! 
Annabelle, where is Gladys going with this? Shh, let me listen. I didn't say Marcy is a veteran. I said she was in a war. The war against good music. <gasps> well, that's an effective argument, and I'll grant it. What say you, Chet and Marjorie? Absolutely. Whatever. Goddamn Gladys ruining all the fun out of this. I was in the goddamn war. This is the things I get to. I have a question for Garfield. Oh, I'm sorry, Jean Blue. Are you are you part of Marcy's defense? Well, I did study pre-law at Emerson. <gasps> People are gasping because that seems extremely out of character for Jean Blue. Garfield, I heard you make many comments about how you dislike Marcy. Do you think that should exclude you from this trial? We never ever said that. I have you on record on this Snapchat video last week. Shall I play the audio? <laughs> <sighs> All right, we have to cool it on the gas. Also, Garfield isn't good with judgment. He is seeing Denise, after all. I agree with both of these claims. Garfield, you are excused from the jury pool. Damn it, Marjorie, I wanted to do the hammer thing. Oop, sorry, Chet. You can do it next time, sweetie. May I ask the court why we have hammers and not actual gavels? All the Masons have the gavels for their meeting down the hall. All we have are Benny's hammers. I think there's blood on mine. Hello, can I be excused from the jury pool? No, because I think you'd vote for my side. Objection! Pastor Jamie objects. I don't see a problem with Gladys for saying that. Jonathan can stay on the jury. Well, I want Jonathan out of the jury. <gasps> oh my gosh, Judge Carol Ann, Pastor is being homophobic. I'm not being homophobic. Well, you don't want me, a gay man, to be on this jury with all these straightos. I don't know what else to call it. It's homophobic. Oh, it does look like that, Pastor. Yikes, if a judge says so, Pastor Jamie, I don't know. Fine, Jonathan can be on the jury, but then Elijah and I get to pick someone. I could not care less. Then I'm picking Chet's mom. That feels like a conflict of interest. I'd be fair and very impartial. I'd only listen to the facts. I am a police sergeant, after all. Well, I think Chet's mom is a perfect choice for the jury. Oh, same here. Besides, I don't want to miss my little baby boy's first trial as a judge. Calm down. He's not a real judge. I would like to excuse Denise from the jury pool. I find her to be a tart. <clears throat> well, I do, too. And since Agnes has good taste, I'd like her to be juror number three. Why, thank you. You're welcome. I have issues with Suzanne as a juror. Oh, sounds like drama. Suzanne! Well, that's exactly my issue. Suzanne is going to create a lot of drama if she sits on this jury. Best, I would never create drama. Or would I? Suzanne! Well, would you, Suzanne? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. But maybe. Suzanne! Suzanne, you're excused from jury duty. Darn it. All I was going to do was talk with the jury about the case when I'm not supposed to. I feel like Pagan Ginger would be a good juror. I agree. I have no problems with Ginger. Did someone call for me? No, A.A. Ginger. She clearly meant Ginger as in Pagan Ginger. Well, that's confusing since there's two Gingers. 
I never know which ginger we're talking about when we say ginger. Enough of this. So we need two more from this jury pool. I'm afraid to say I want to pass on Barbara and Catherine. The two of them are like sheep. Oh, that's not very fair. I was only bawling the other day because I fell asleep during mass and was counting sheep. The last thing I need is Socialist Dave and Communist Eric yelling about how unfair we are during this trial. That corrupt prosecutor is making accusations about us? I demand justice, you government swine! All four of them are dismissed. What about Peter? Can he join the jury? I normally say a husband to a judge shouldn't join the jury, but Peter seems to have no interest in Marjorie, so it's fine by me. Pastor and I completely agree with what Jean Blue said. It's true, I can keep my love for Marjorie on the sidelines. Like that's something new for him. So we need one more juror. Well, no offense, Alice, but I don't think you'd be a great juror. Aren't you serious? Gladys is right. You do have a habit of yelling. I do not yell. I am simply loud. Well, I only have a pre-law degree, but I think yelling and being loud is the same thing. You cannot kick me off this jury. I'm a perfect jury member. Well, damn. I'm a sucker for a strong woman. Day one, 6.30 p.m. Alice has made a big stink, and we will leave her on the jury. Oh, all right. It's now time for opening statements before we close for the night. If the prosecutors would like to begin... Ahem. There's only one person in this whole room who could be guilty of treachery. It wasn't me. I never betrayed the army. Only one person that wanted the Scone Winter Gala to be destroyed. Jealous that her help went unneeded. Upset that we were banning her. Marcy was the one to ruin the Winter Gala. Wow, there's no facts, but the emotion is simply overpowering. We will provide with evidence that not only did Marcy commit this crime, but we will advocate that she should be excommunicated for doing said crime. And that is it. <gasps> Pastor sits down after finishing her opening statement. The church is stunned. All right, will the defense do their opening statement? I got this, Gladys. Are you sure, Jean Blue? Yes. Hello, everyone. It's me, Jean Blue. I came back from New York City because I believe in Marcy. I believe in her so much. I believe in her innocence, and I believe in her generous heart. Gladys, you better do something. I don't think the jury is buying these lies. Excuse me, I have a very generous heart. Generous heart at the buffet, I bet. All right, Jean Blue, thank you for that rousing introduction. Can I be candid with the jury? Yes, please be candid with us. Agnes, that's the judge's decision if the lawyers can be candid. Well, let them be candid, Jesus, Marjorie. Okay, Gladys, you can be candid. Did someone say candid camera? Have the paparazzi arrived? I knew they would get wind of this with TMZ. Jerry, do I think Marcy is great? No. Do I think Marcy is a good person? Absolutely not. Would I go to a private dinner with Marcy to the finest restaurant in town? Uh, maybe if the meal was free. Would I rather choke myself to an unconscious state and let a bunch of kids think I'm dead and let those same kids stick a branch in my eye than hang out with Marcy? Yes, I would. Yes, no doubt about it. Wow, I love this candid defense attorney. However, Marcy did not do this crime. She might be terrible, 
but she didn't do this terrible act. The crowd seems to agree. Just because Marcy is the worst doesn't mean she committed the worst thing to happen to Scone. So do not cast judgment yet. That's what I'm going to say. We will commence with day two of the trial tomorrow. The prosecution will begin the proceedings tomorrow, okay? Everyone stand up. Judges are leaving. I'm not standing up for Carol Ann Chet and Marjorie. If I didn't stand up for the president of the State of the Union when I was a guest, then I'm not standing for these three bimbos. Non-Denominational Season 2 was executively written and produced by Matt Rebar and Blaze Pratt. Leave a five-star rating and a comment rating if possible. Non-Denominational Sitcom Podcast was co-created by Matthew Rebar, Blaze Pratt, Karen Adams, and Kelsey Shago. Music and sound effects collected from freesound.org, audionautics.com, and some originals by Matthew Rebar. Thank you to our regular cast of voices this season, which included Karen Jones, Annalise Rebar, Paul Laux, Jessica Lockhart, Emily Terry, Reggie Pratt, Joanna Molson, Julia Adams, Amy Adams, Kyle Pratt, Andy McGee, Jordan Yule, Michelle Morgan, Maria Cross, Dennis Baker, River Anwundinjo, John Toth, Scott Terranova, and others who contributed. Check out the website for more information at www.nondenominationalpodcasts.weebly.com or check us out on Instagram at nondenominationalscone. Until next time.